0: Welcome back, everybody, to the FPC Browns podcast. My name is Nick Swanson. Once again, I would like to thank, as usual, at the beginning of each episode, I would like to thank everyone for supporting this podcast throughout its short time so far. It really means a lot to me. Thank you guys for all of your support, all of your interaction on Twitter, Facebook, all that. And thank you for... Obviously, streaming the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I ran a poll on the FPC Browns Twitter account for what we're going to go over in today's episode. Or yeah, I guess I guess this is an episode. Yeah, podcast episodes. I don't know. I just generally think of TV when I think of episodes, but. Ran a poll on the FPC Browns Twitter account, that is at FPC underscore Browns, and I gave you guys a couple options what to choose from. I did the top 100 players, the remaining players that we didn't go over last week, a schedule preview for the Browns 2020 season, if it ends up happening, the available free agents, and then there was also a other option where you just comment below see what Give give us what you want to hear. So 45% of people voted for the available free agents 36 voted for the remainder of the top 100 players and 18% voted for the schedule preview. We didn't have any other uh, comments on that tweet so let's let's just dive right into it Um, that tweet was put up for 24 hours so we got we got a couple votes in on that and so since available free agents won out we're going to be looking at the notable free agents as well as the the potential free agents that the Browns could go out and sign so if you didn't know The Browns had one of the highest cap amounts, or had the most cap space out of any team at the beginning of the offseason, and right now they still have $38 million available, so all of these players realistically could be signed. We're going to start off first with a position that isn't really of need, but we're going to go to the wide receivers and start out with Josh Gordon, former Cleveland Brown, um, one of the better Cleveland Brown receivers that we have had over the last 20 years, pretty much. Uh, Josh Gordon has extreme upside still he's had a lot of off the field problems but that's mainly related to marijuana which does unfortunately go is one of the nfl's banned substances so he has had quite a number of suspensions for substance abuse issues and that has caused him to be in and out of the league as well as bouncing between teams so he started off his career in Cleveland, he then went to New England, and then on to Seattle. He was actually given a Super Bowl ring whenever for his time with the Patriots, that was during the season that they beat the Rams, I think it was the Rams. It would be fun to see him back, you know? It would be fun to see Josh Gordon back in the Browns uniforms. The Seahawks have been pretty vocal about trying to get him back on board again. A couple Seahawks insiders have said that they are pretty too fully confident that Gordon will re-sign with the Seahawks, but I wanted to throw him in here just because that would be a fun little throwback and... We could we could see him maybe get a ring where it all started. Next up we're going to continue with the wide receiver position with probably the most or one one of the more polarizing figures in the league. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was given a eight game suspension for violating the person the NFL's personal conduct policy couple days ago and hasn't been explicitly stated what it was for. You can assume it was for the issues that he had in Oakland as well as his off the field issues, his recent arrests, and his domestic disputes that he's had. I don't really see the Brown signing him right now in my eyes It's just a bidding war between the Seattle Seahawks and, unfortunately, the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are a strong candidate because he and Lamar seem to have a good relationship. And also his cousin, Marquise Brown, is the current number one receiver for the Ravens. That kind of goes the same way with the Seahawks. He's got a ton of respect for Russell Wilson Wilson has been lobbying to get Antonio Brown to Seattle for a while now and just not entirely sure if he would be a sign-in stash player for those eight games or if a team will wait until that suspension is up before signing him. Next up, we have another former Seahawk, Jadavian Clowney. Clowney, we're not entirely sure what's going on with him. He's received an offer from the Browns, the Titans, the Raiders, and the Seahawks. Still no idea what he's, what he's doing. I've heard rumors that he might end up just sitting out this season and then waiting for next year's free agency to see if a team would sign him then obviously he can be signed midway through the season it's just would he want to play at that point and would he be in the shape to play that's that's unknown feel like he would be a good signing for the Browns if it was on a short-term deal like a one or two year deal I don't think it would be worth locking him up for the long term he hasn't really shown that consistent production and the sustainability that you would like to see in a premier edge rusher. So I don't see the Browns handing out a large contract to him, but he would definitely be an upgrade over Olivier Vernon. Vernon just looked terrible last year for Cleveland, and you can only really improve there. Even if you were to sign, for instance, Terrell Suggs, Have him be your other edge rusher. That might be an improvement. That could be an improvement over Olivier Vernon. We aren't really sure. Suggs didn't have a ton of action last year. He is getting older, but it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Back to Clowney. Not sure what's going to happen there. There also is a player that is on the trade market. Yannick Ngakwe, the former Maryland pass rusher, now Jacksonville Jaguar, has voiced his desire to be traded. That is always a solid trade target. Yannick Ngakwe is a very good young pass rusher. It's just I don't think if I were Andrew Barry, I wouldn't be willing to give up a first-round pick or a second round pick for him unless i think with no doubts in my mind that we are going to the super bowl and this pick won't be worth as much let's continue on to another edge rusher we have everson griffin everson griffin former minnesota viking pretty good player. He's slowly regressed as he's gotten older, but he is 32 and still putting up good numbers, putting up the production that you want to see. So, I don't really think there would be any any hesitation to sign him again. It would be a short-term deal. It would be better to sign an edge rusher in or to draft an edge rusher and then build upon him and help him progress, hopefully get to maybe even a Miles Garrett level. We don't know. But Everson Griffin has been rumored to have interest in the Packers, and there is mutual interest there. That seems to be the favorite for him right now. The Vikings have expressed interest in bringing him back, but we haven't really heard about Griffin's willingness to resign there next up we'll go interior offensive line get Wyatt Teller out of the out of the out of the rotation we have Josh Klein former Minnesota Viking former New England Patriot former Tennessee Titan Klein has been solid throughout his career not really sure how he played last season. Didn't really watch that many Vikings games, but he did start 13 games. Not sure if that was due to injury, or whatnot. He he was only penalized twice last season in his three in his or sorry, in his 13 starts. He had one offside or not offside, He had one false start and a penalty that actually ended up being offset by an opposing penalty. So, that's solid. The Back in 2019, the Vikings signed Klein to a three-year, $15 million extension, but waived him in the offseason. He has won a Super Bowl, and he's been pretty solid. He's shown willingness to... Return to the Vikings. Not sure what his plans are. Again, with offensive linemen, since they're not a a Hollywood-type position, they're not a quarterback, wide receiver, an edge rusher, they don't get the amount of coverage that another player would. So Klein does seem like he could still be a starting and I guess you could say quality offensive player. In my opinion, based off of his production in past seasons, he is better and would be an upgrade over Wyatt Teller. But you could always go out and sign a player like Cordy Glenn, try and kick him inside. We've seen Eric Flowers have actually quite a bit of success playing guard instead of tackle. He was he was pretty he was bad he was very bad as an offensive tackle but still for some reason is given hell for that while he's playing the interior and is actually kind of decent there he could he could actually play on the interior line but that's all all of the hate he's getting is from his time as a tackle out in New York or New Jersey. DeMar Dotson is another veteran that could help improve this offensive line. I didn't include Larry Warford on here because I think he would be be a great signing for Cleveland. He'd be a great signing for anybody. Warford is still a very good player, but the Saints released him and... He's sitting out the season, or he he's announced that he's sitting out the season due to the concerns over COVID-19. So if he were to play, then that, that deal should have been inked months ago. As soon as he was released, he should have been a Cleveland Brown. But due to the fact that he is sitting out, I understand why the Browns were hesitant to... Give him an offer now and pay him to sit at home on the couch, which is which is understandable. Another big position of need that that I think is absolutely terrible is the linebacking core. So the starters are projected to be Mac Wilson, who was who was he was okay, he was okay, he was solid. Sione Takitaki, whose career just hasn't been much at all. And Jacob Phillips, the third round pick out of Wyoming. Phillips Okay, that was that was a solid pick for where it, where he was taken. There were better options on the board, but if that is who Stefanski and Barry wanted, then they got their guy. Too early to tell for him yet. Obviously, we haven't seen him take any professional level snaps yet. Mac Wilson is serviceable. He can he can stay for now. Taki Taki isn't good. So the available players are Alec Ogletree, who was most recently with the Giants. He wasn't very good in New York, but if he can replicate what he was for the Rams, then that could be a great signing for Cleveland. Mark Barron former, well, now former, Steeler, and I believe also former Ram. He's getting up there in age. He's 30 years old. He still has the ability to contribute even if it's not a full-time starting role. If he's just a two-down backer and just a rotational piece, that could work. You have Terrell Suggs, 37. That would just be a big name signing just because it's Terrell Suggs. It's one of the greatest pass rushers that we've seen in this recent generation. You have Clay Matthews again, not a big, not a big contributor anymore. Michael Kendricks, you know the guy who was released by the Browns because he was going to go to jail for insider trading, which is a big deal very big deal don't know why he why he's in the league anymore but we'll we'll move past that darren lee is an interesting option he hasn't been very good in his career but he's still very young he's 25 recently with kansas city won a super bowl if he was able to learn anything from his time in kansas city then it could be valuable for the Browns, especially with these young guys in there now. Just bring that veteran presence to the linebacking core could be very... Valuable. Another guy we're looking at, if you've if you've followed the Browns this offseason, then you know they signed former former Raiders safety Carl Joseph. And Joseph was he was okay. He was okay with the with the Raiders. John Gruden absolutely hated him, so it was no surprise that he was gone. But you've got a couple a couple players that have been very good in the past. You've got Rashad Jones, former Miami Dolphin, who is very good. Tony Jefferson, former Baltimore Raven, and I believe Arizona Cardinal. And Eric Reed, former San Francisco 49er, and Carolina Panther. They've they've all shown that they can still play. Like in their in the last time, in our last the last time we watched them, you could see that they are still playmakers, they are still quality pieces on a team. The only reason that they haven't been signed is because they're getting up there in age. The Browns signed Andrew Sandejo, who has been bad for a while, but it's only a one-year deal. Same with Carl Joseph, only a one-year deal. Cheap guys, you could trade out. You could trade, trade them away, but Any three of those players, Rashad Jones, Tony Jefferson, Eric reed in my opinion, are an upgrade over Carl Joseph. And Grant Delpit is the other starting safety. Delpit was expected to be a first-round pick and then fell to the second round. Kind of like his former teammate Greedy Williams, who the Browns also drafted in the second round after he fell. If they're able to secure up the the back end of the defense, I'm not worried about the defensive line at all. I'm not worried, not worried. But the linebacking play and the safeties, those are what's going to make or break this defense because you've just got a bunch of unproven guys there, a bunch of, of open roster slots that you could have filled with better players that you chose not to. So, that's going to be that's going to be the big thing to watch seeing how how that back end of the defense can put it together. Let's see if we have anybody else notable. If not, then probably just call it here because there's there's really nothing else to do. You never know. But That is going to be it for this episode. Next episode, we're either going to go back over the top 100 and we will, or we'll do a schedule preview. I'll go ahead and put out another tweet for that. We'll have it up. I'll put it up probably a day or two before we record this episode so that way or before we record next episodes, so that way we've got some time for everyone to get their votes in. Again, make sure you follow FPC underscore Browns on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at NSwansonMedia. And make sure to go like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Stitcher. And just stay safe, everybody.